Red on Red. This week on the podcast, part one of our preview of Quarter Block Party in two weeks' time, chats with some of the artists appearing, including Laura Duff, Gap Tooth, and Speculative Fiction. Oh
went crazy, can't you see? Trick Mist with Heart and Yankee with Are You Alright? Two of a massive array of artists appearing in two weeks' time at Quarter Block Party. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie as well as iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify and other podcasting platforms. My name is Mike McGrath-Brien and this week we're joined in studio by some of the artists performing at next month's Quarter Block Party. We're joined currently in studio by Adam Gould a.k.a. Gaptooth. You've had a bit of a quiet 2018 from your own perspective, aside from your work with Softboy. A uh, couple of singles, Hither and Over. Uh, really kind of heading into a busy 2019. And your first kind of act is to really kind of clean up your discography and put it all up on Spotify for the first time. What that, what's that process been like? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, been, it's been actually strange because there's just been so much material to, to get through. The fact that, like, you know, Motorola came out in, I think it was like 2016, and then there's been just... It hasn't. I think so, yeah, to be honest, I think it's been 2016, man. Bloody hell. It's a lot, yeah, a long time ago. But uh, since then, there's been just a load of Lucy's on SoundCloud and stuff that, you know, I'm not too sure if I should put on Spotify or, you know, go that route with it. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been um, you know, a lot of kind of thinking about which one will connect on Spotify, which one is, you know, something that we should just leave on SoundCloud and, and so on and so on. And obviously then, because 
I have a lot of stuff with acapellas on it. I can't mm. put that on Spotify for obvious reasons, you know, copyright. And I was going to get on to like the whole uh, the whole demons of sample clearance. Yeah. For those unfamiliar with Adam's work, Gap Tooth is one of the Soft Boy Records collective operating out of Dublin and Cork, and really kind of at the coal face of changes happening regarding hip hop in Ireland, specifically the more working class poetry aspect that Kojak uh, brings to the table. You've worked with Kojak extensively as well as yeah. previous Red on Red guest Jar Jar Junior. But before we get into that, obviously everybody has to start from their bedroom at some mm-hmm. stage. What kind of kicked you off regarding making beats? My dad was always, you know, playing different types of instruments, uh, you know, saxophone, double bass, all that type of stuff. So I think that's kind of what got me into, you know, the more jazz, uh, R&B, soul type of stuff. Uh, then I obviously heard, um, you know, what Kanye was doing with the <laughs> the soul samples, you know, speeding them up like, you know, chipmunk. Uh, type stuff and yeah then it became kind of a thing where I was just like yeah like I'll, I'll get a, a, a DAW and uh, start messing around with my own stuff Um, and then I got actually got Mixcraft and uh, then I started you know messing around with that and uh, didn't really get into proper like sampling till you know about you know probably maybe six months before Motorola came out Motorola was your debut beat tape from which all of the bed music for this yeah, podcast right. were taken um, so thanks a million for providing this show with an My identity pleasure, because yeah. we wouldn't have stood out really otherwise um, maybe talk a little bit about how that presented itself as a body of work to you as a creator obviously you had been working on mm-hmm. singles but when it came to looping something together as a coherent beat tape kind of what were the challenges in putting it together well you know that's actually that's actually what it is really it's just the loop the loop aspect of it i, I couldn't really develop a lot of the stuff into fully fledged songs which which it, it that's something i'm trying to do right now uh but with the with the loop based music i was trying to make you know some sort of narrative or some sort of like um start middle and end and i think just the the volume of the stuff that i had on motorola was you know that was that was the reason why there was so much stuff on it because i wanted to you know make a some sort of um you know arc or some sort of kind of you know something that pe- people could follow along to and yeah i mean a lot of those beats were just stuff that i had for like since i started making beats to be honest you know and uh like obviously a lot of new stuff too but i think when i presented it to softboy they were like okay we need to put in a rake of more beats and i just had stuff from that I had released on SoundCloud like maybe a year before and I just threw that on there as well and it just happened to work, I guess. The sound was cohesive. And there were bonus tracks at the very end that were very interesting that there were yeah. more kind of sound collages. Yeah. Uh, Pigs in particular um, yeah. stands out to me specifically. Kind of talk us a little bit through that little experiment. Yeah, I suppose um, I would have been a big fan of Madlib growing up and uh, those type of guys who were, I guess, doing something a little bit different with sampling and, you know... Uh, like Flying Lotus obviously with you know the kind of environment sounds and all that like I was just wanted to try and do something a bit experimental for the bonus tracks I suppose just to kind of give people a different side of what I could could do with the with just straight loops and beats like in that format you know so you rebranded then from Nostalgic which is the title that you had gone yeah. under to Gaptooth please to explain well uh, I suppose I think a lot of people would have found that there was a big knowledge uh, influence early on. and uh, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, I had a chat with the lads with you know, on Softboy and they were kind of saying like, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a danger in becoming just another rip of, of knowledge. Like, so, you know, you, you better like change and, mm. you know, make your own identity. So I think that, you know, three singles that I put out with the new name change, you know, helped just like detach myself from that a little bit and, get into that kind of more my own identity type stuff like yeah. 
we'll get into the creation of those singles in a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing about Soft Boy Records is everything is absolutely on point from the branding right down to the message that Kojak and other rappers, singers put together. There's a coherency behind everything that mm-hmm. everybody does and it doesn't matter if it's the Dublin lads or the, the Cork branch with yourself mm-hmm. and Jar Jar. There's such an emphasis on just having everything right. Mm. And, you know, it's 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 been there to different extents in Irish hip-hop, but never concentrated to such a degree as we're seeing now where Kojak completely off yeah. of the back of a couple of lads' hard work and elbow grease is not only a cult sensation, but an odds-on favourite to win the Choice Music Prize yeah. this year. Um, kind of, What are your thoughts on working with Softboy? You know, it's really like DIY, and I think that's almost the beauty in it because, you know, fellas have their creative, uh, their own creative rights and they can you know, do what they want and, you know, you don't feel like any pressure to really, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm coming out of loop-based music, like making uh, bedroom beats and I don't really feel like that I have to make what's commercial or what's trendy right now. You know, they kind of accept whatever you kind of give them and they see the, they see what's good in, in anything really, which is, which is great for me. But yeah, I think, I think one key thing with them is that like patience is, seems to be a real a strong point where they can, you know, uh, wait on a guy and and you know let him let him go through that journey of of creating his best stuff and then at that point they can as you said like market it perfectly or brand it perfectly or you know go that route with it as well. So it's that emergence of something new completely mm. in Irish hip hop, which is the kind of the one stop shop, the production team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of obviously influenced by the hip hop production teams of the. Mm-hmm. Of, of the 2000s when you heard the Neptunes you knew it was the Neptunes mm. um, but it's something you're seeing for the first time really in an Irish context with Softboy Records and Diffusion Labs what's your take on how that kind of develops going forward? Yeah I think it's good for you know developing a distinctive sound uh, for whatever Irish hip hop is or you know Irish music in general I think you know getting a production team around particular artists as well you know helps them find their own sound and, and experiment with different sounds, you know, comfortably without having to go to another camp or go to another uh, even country to experiment with different sounds. And, and and it's like authentic as well, you know, it's like honest because that's, it's homegrown and it's not kind of forced or I think that's the beauty in it. Like, so. You put out this series of singles as Gaptooth for the first time mm. in a unique collaboration uh, with a photographer up the country. Yeah. Kind of tell us a little bit more about how tell us more about how visual art and photography have kind of interplayed with beat mm. making in your case. Uh, well, first of all, I think it's like majorly important for me because obviously there's no uh, lyrics or words on on my music, so I have to like you know tell a story in a in a different way, and I think visual art definitely helps uh, helps that side of things. But uh, yeah, I linked up with Jordan because uh, I just thought his photos were amazing. Like, and he had done series um, on his Instagram before, like photo series and stuff. Uh, and I had went on his website and just saw just create like dude is mad talented, like just crazy. But um, so yeah, we linked up and you know he gave me a few photos that I could you know fit to different beats. And I'm actually still continuing to work with him now. We're actually uh, doing something a little bit special for the new project. So unreal. It's uh, yeah, I'll uh, keep that on the rest right now, but. Yeah, he's that dude is crazy, like you know. So we've really kind of entered a bold new era in terms of not only Irish hip hop, but mm. just the interplay between music and other media in general. You look at things in Cork, like the crossover, for example, mm. as an example of how multimedia presentation has made something of music that can grab the attention again um, at a time when maybe attention spans are changing and how people consume media is changing. Also, you're playing Dali 
on Saturday, February 9th at the venue. Kind of what have your thoughts, number one, on performing live in the venue? Because I know you've done some live spots mm-hmm. in and around the city with Cutting Heads Collective and yeah. in other contexts as well. And what are your feelings on being part of the quarter block party lineup? Yeah, no, I'm absolutely delighted. I think just to play Dali alone, something that's, you know, kind of uh, dedicated to electronic music is such a such a great thing for me, you know, just to have that audience that probably will be tuned in a bit more to electronic stuff and and maybe hip hop and different styles of uh, electronic music. But yeah, I think um, I would have had trouble at the start playing live because it would have been all just straight beats and, you know, stuff that wouldn't have really translated live. But uh, I think as of recent, you know, playing in Limerick a couple of months ago, I think, yeah, yeah, a couple of months ago. Was that for Prescription? For Cabal. Oh, for Cabal, yeah. And uh, just playing a more kind of up-tempo set, like, and, you know, figuring out how I could use that with the SP as well, because I'm still using an SP404 to perform. So I think actually Dali will probably be the last time I'll use the SP live. So I'll be, you know, RIP after that for live stuff. But that is quite a block party. That's like... It's like its intention is to create a giant sounding board for artists mm. to kind of work out the kinks on what they want to do yeah. next because it's all part of the process. It's all and process itself is the creative statement mm-hmm. behind Quarter Block Party. You're gonna be sharing the stage with Dublin slash Brooklyn indie house mm-hmm. pop, whatever they are, duo, uh Laboom. Kind of what are your thoughts on how you're going to go about that specifically? Yeah, I suppose the 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 key is just to get in there straight away with 140 BPM stuff, just you know, no kind of uh, waiting around, like just get in there straight away. Stay into the regulars. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just kind of open up at that. Instead of you, my usual stuff would be kind of a R&B soul background, so I think I'm just going to go more up-tempo, so I think that's all I can really do to, because obviously they're just going to kill it, you know, it's kind of, it's in stone already, so I think I just have to get up the tempo a little bit and just kind of get the crowd moving straight out, straight out of the gate, like so. You've got a busy 2019 ahead of you after this as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Kind of maybe bring us through what you can scoop us in on. Yeah, so there's a, the follow-up to Motorola will be finally coming out this this year. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, a bit, uh, probably a bit sooner than you think as well. So uh, that's been in the works for, you know, a couple of years, obviously. And a uh, good, good bit of stuff coming with uh, Softboy and uh, a few other lads as well. So I'm looking forward to um, getting that out first of all the project and then after that do a bit more production for other guys you know not just with Softboy with other artists too that you know I won't uh, reveal anything right now but I think it's going to be something that people will will definitely uh, like and you know Savage can't wait to hear it can't wait to possibly mace it for bed music for the show as as we continue throughout 2019 also uh, we'll keep you on the hook Okay. Uh, to hang out and talk a little bit more about Quarter Block Party a little later on in the show. But first, we're going to go to some tunes. we got a beat of yours, um, part of your recent discography uploads to Spotify mm-hmm. with Wondering. Uh, I think that was the first time I uh, actually mixed uh, samples from two different songs. Okay. So the intro is actually from... Um, actually, can't, I can't remember where it's from, but it's from a totally different record and the main loop and the main chops and all that stuff is from another totally different record. So I think that was the first time I... I tried out myself and and it actually worked out pretty pretty good I think in the end so coming up we also have Gadget in the Cloud with Too Soon to Say who's going to be opening at Dali for the Gash Collective showcase on the Friday night of Quarter Block Party but we'll get straight into it first this is Gap Tooth with Wondering here on Red on Red Bye. Uh-huh. 
Gadget in the Cloud with Too Soon to Say, part of a massive lineup happening at Quarter Block Party. This is Red on Red, part one of a two week preview of Quarter Block Party on redfm.ie, as well as Red Extra, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcasts. And we're joined in the studio now by Cork based singer songwriter Laura Duff. Laura, how's it going? How are you? Yourself and the band are playing Quarter Block Party on the Saturday night inside in the Roundy. Kind of, what are your thoughts heading into the festival? Yeah, uh, we're really excited about it. I uh, haven't played the festival before, so um, we're really looking forward to it. Um, I've played the Roundy a good few times though, and um, I've really liked it in the past, so I'm um, really looking forward to playing it again. You're a relatively recent arrival on the Cork scene, yeah. uh, having moved from Limerick a couple of years ago. Limerick is one of those scenes that is constantly on the brink of a lot of cool things. I mean, like for the last 10 years, it's gone from Bad Rep and Macronite and Flip It TV all the way up to what we have presently. Everything from Pharmacia and Laura, your expectations to the continued growth of the Siege of Limerick. Mm-hmm. Coming from that background and coming from, I suppose, a scene that continuously supports itself and is built on its own support. Uh, what was the adjustment like coming into Cork? Yeah, so when I first started gigging, it would have been in Limerick. But it was fairly tough for an act like me to get a gig just because just like from being like young um, and not really having much experience because um, the main venues would be like Dolan's and places like that. And, you know, it's not really it's not very easy to get in there at the start, whereas now you'd get support slots and stuff there. No bother. But um, I really I was really excited about coming to Cork because I knew how much of a scene there was down here as well. Um, and it's ever growing as well, as we all know. So it's great. Um, but I often do go home um, and there's a new venue called The Record Room. So we've played there a few times, which is lovely. And Dolan's as well. So, yeah, it's great. What's your own musical background? How did you kind of get involved with putting things together? Yeah. So um, like way back, I had music lessons and stuff like that in, in Limerick. Um, but I started uh, working with Music Generation when I was about 17 um, and really started songwriting then. And performing, and that w- they provided like a really good stage for people uh, that just wanted to perform. Um, and then after that, I think, yeah, it was straight into leaving cert then, and then moved to Cork. Um, so it was fairly quick um, transition, but um, it was really good just foundation to have um, music generation behind me. I think for just for that experience. For those listening that might not be familiar, um, Music Generation is a community-based project that sees local musicians uh, really just dispensing the knowledge uh, yeah. in the form of classes, in the form of workshops, in a full-time programme for school leavers as well as part-time programmes to add a contemporary understanding of music creation for existing music students. Was it Steve Ryan you were working with? It was. Yeah, yeah, he was among the leaders, all right. What and, was it like um, kind of working with him? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I'd be good friends with Steve, so it was really good to kind of work with him in that way. Um, same with Patrick O'Brien and Tony Monaghan from Proto Baby. Fun memories of um, Music Generation, so I do. It was great to be a part of it. You moved to Cork and immediately began work with UCC Music Sock, yeah. which has a name for itself locally as having been at the avant-garde of music at a very crucial time mm-hmm. in the 70s, early 1980s, at a time when post-punk was beginning to be a thing and has really kind of established itself as a first port of call for generations of young musicians, promoters, music industry professionals. What were your thoughts on getting involved with it and how did you find the transition? I was just like a no ordinary member in first year so just got to get a taste of what it was all about and then I ran it then in my third year um I don't know when people think of college societies they don't really take them too seriously but you ended up doing like really important and hard work um so it was good to get um working with loads of venues and promoters and bands as well themselves obviously and just the experience of running uh, busy shows then as well the society had 
de-split from Caprizio and music together mm-hmm. back into a singular music society. And then it kind of separated again on two different kind of paths of event organization between uh, the live battle of the bands that's been a custom here for the last 40 or so years nearly. Yeah. And the singer songwriting contest. Yeah. Um, were you involved in the in in the kind of branching off of directions there at all? I was, yeah. That was actually my first year um, involved with the society. So we decided to uh, battle of the bands and then a singer songwriter competition just because the singer songwriters didn't know whether to enter or not. And if they did, then it wasn't really fair for them to be going up against like a metal band, you know. Um, so... They kind of, we needed a separate competition for the both of them and it seemed to work really well. Having finished up with societies, um, you're now really going hammer and tongs on your own solo stuff, yeah. uh, both in a solo performance capacity and with a full band. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something you've always been kind of working away on in the back. You mentioned that there was a difficulty with getting shows. What led, I suppose, to this renewed push for getting out there kind of on your own terms and leading off? Mm-hmm. So we started, I've... Obviously, recording was always something that I wanted to do down the line, um, but it was never really the right time. Um, but we actually ended up recording um, an EP back in the summer um, out in Monique Studios with Christian Best. Um, so the timing was just really good. I was really happy and we were ready for it. Um, and the, all the lads are my friends as well, so they were all up for it. Um, and we got together and just you know, put it together and got it recorded. And The lads now? So JJ Lee um, on bass, Christopher O'Sullivan on drums and Colin Murphy on guitar. Um, so yeah, it was a very kind of um, organic process because Christian was very much a producer as well on, on the EP. Um, so it kind of turned out like different to, to what we imagined at the start, but like for the better, I think anyway. Um, so just with that creative process and with like my friends being in my band, um, it really kind of gave us a push to want to play live together and, and just have a bit of fun with it. So that's what we're doing at the moment. Debut single, Up To You. Uh, released earlier this year, seized on by the likes of Nile or Nine, etc. Maybe bring us through the writing of the track specifically and how that kind of related back to how you feel about how it's been received. Mm-hmm. So it started off, um, like many of my tracks do, as just an acoustic um, guitar uh, song. Um, I'd say it's about four years old now. Um, but when I bring in the lads in the full band and just writing it in the studio really it really uh, transformed it and became really kind of a s- strong single of the whole EP so we decided to release that first um, and we got a fairly good response um, Nile Nine as you said picked it up he premiered it um, so we got a lot of plays because of him um, and other than that just bits on like on UC Express and Motley and stuff and just other papers at home like the Limerick Post um, and just online uh, responses have been good as well so yeah we're really happy with it New single The Other Side uh, released yeah. there recently mm-hmm. um, new single The Other Side released there recently how have you found the response to it? Um, I didn't push it as much as up to you obviously just being like the second single um, but it is it's definitely one of my favourites of the whole EP anyway We'll hear from The Other Side a little bit later on but first let's get back to some tunes uh, Barry Wilson is going to be playing at Unspalpin Faunuk I believe mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the weekend and we have Persuasions to Enjoy his collaborative single with Shaul from This Side Up yeah, so I've seen um, Barry Wilson play a few times. Um, I saw him in the keynote, that was one in particular, and he, I think it was a CSM gig, I could be wrong there, um, but he was obviously drumming for it, but it was as if he was kind of orchestrating the whole show and he had loads of mus- musicians with him. So I um, I was really impressed by it. Um, he's just brilliant life, so I'm looking forward to seeing his set as well. And we have Ghost King is Dead, um, yes. a buddy of yours with Hollow. Yeah, um, so Chris and JJ in Ghost King are also 
in my band. Um, so I kind of have to like them. No, but I actually do like them. And we're all really good friends as well. So um, we had to change our slots around actually because ours was clashing and obviously Ooh. the two same uh, of lineup or whatever. So um, we'll get to catch each other's set as well. So that's, it's all good in the end. That's what you want really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We head straight into it. So this is Barry Wilson with Persuasions to Enjoy featuring Shaul here on Red on Red. Necessarily into space Been hiding in a microclimate Trying to face opening up the eyelids If I could wise up some bit I'd only be delighted Stifle for the minute Figuring out where I fit in It's like my atoms are sitting different Yeah, I'll heed and listen Before I'm up and moving with a new force When we're connected I feel elected
young to be lying to myself and still turn pose with a no stud and flash content with every soul who does more offense said words jealousy would have my coffin for a friend too ill say I'm cold sober no pills say my work is taking a toll on my character I've never been one for cheap thrills as if it's everything else the price of success is high and the only coin is my health it hurts me when I hurt you and everyone else I've no illusions of fame or fandom or wealth I'm just trying to survive Scatter my ashes, Lee side. Ghost King is dead with Hollow here on a special quarter block party edition of Red on Red, part one of two previews of the festival. This week we're featuring some of the artists involved with Quarter Block Party and joining us in studio is really a man that's kind of worked to earn the title of artist over the years. Irish hip hop cornerstone speculative fiction. How's it going, bye? It is going very well. You have had an incredibly busy 2018. The release of the EP alongside Mankey via the Unseen, uh, just doing the whole sweep of the festival circuit. Uh, even late 2017, bringing home the, the silverware from Indie Cork. Just maybe for those that aren't in the know, kind of bring us through the itinerary that you've had in terms of appearances and all of this last year. Yeah, well, we released the EP in January, just over a year ago. We did a launch with Cutting Heads in The Poor Relation. Had a lovely, heavily Limerick-based line-up there as well. It was a nice, nice gig. And uh, yeah, after that, played up in Belfast. Got a few nice supports last during the year. And did, yeah, a lot of festivals. Um, Like the big ones where It Takes a Village, Body and Soul. It's all hazy, you know. It was very hazy. Because obviously, as you know, I'm gigging the whole time anyway. Outside of the speculative fiction stuff, so there was. I didn't think we were allowed to talk about that in the context oh, of speculative fiction. I suppose I have to accept it these days. Mm. And you show no signs of stopping in that you've got another EP on the way. It kind of started off as a self-produced thing, but uh, Dahi Mankey has been back in um, back back on your peripheries again. Maybe talk us a little bit through what you have coming up with himself and kind of other upcoming recording projects. Yeah, so my plan late last year was to put out a completely self-produced project which hasn't disappeared but um, I have been working with Mankey pretty much the whole time How does that work uh, then when like he's up in Maynooth and you're down here in Cork? Ah he's down we we meet each other every few months at gigs or I'll meet him in Limerick yeah he's, on, he's in Limerick now actually he's working in Music Generation yeah so I'd be up there the odd time and he'd come down here the odd time and we'd stay over or whatever for a few days and just work on some tunes and 
he'd show me nice music and I'd show him nice music. And In terms of how that's come together then, is there a follow-up to Effigies on the way? It's definitely something we want to do. Like, the few bits we have been working on lately are not for anything specific. There's talk of character development too, which is always an idea. Ooh. So uh, a follow up I, to Ma- or a follow up to Mankey's um, first collaborative yeah, record, the first Irish release of 2017. <laughs> That's right, we hopped on that fairly lively, didn't we? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, there might I'd have a feeling there's something we worked on that's going to end up on that. And uh, but yeah, it's looking like one of the tracks we're working on is going to be a very uh, a single I'm going to drop very soon. Savage. So, in the light of everything that's kind of happened in 2018. Kind of what have sorry three two in light of everything that's kind of happened in 2018. What are your thoughts now going into quarter block party and beyond? I've definitely it's going to be a slightly easier year. I think I've been I've a few bits coming though already, but uh, you know when we're talking about the festivals and stuff last year. I mean I was on top of all that stuff in like September and October 2017, whereas this year. Yeah, there's just a lot of other stuff going on outside of speculative fiction. So I think I'm focusing more creatively on speculative fiction and not getting too hung up on bombarding myself with doing a lot of gigs. That being said, I'm playing in Belfast in March. We're supposed to have a headline show on Grand Social this month. That Ooh. fell through, but something else will come up. And yeah, I'd say I'll be at the Scratch Games in Galway in Easter. In terms of the Scratch Games, like, off the time, we're supposed to be like a Cork-focused podcast and we'll talk about aspects of music culture in different towns with different people as is kind of creatively relevant. Scratch Games is something that I've been meaning to bring up with the various people involved that have come through on the podcast. For those that aren't familiar with community Scratch Games and kind of the chaos that's involved, maybe talk people a little bit through maybe what to expect or what is this thing that you know, boom-bap hip-hop and scratchology has revolved around in Ireland over the last decade or so. Yeah, it's a strange one. Yeah, chaos is the right word. Yeah, so scratch games, basically, you had Jimmy Penguin, you had Deviant and Naive Ted and a few of the lads many years ago, before I ever knew any of them. You know, they were DJing around Galway, up and down from Kerry and Limerick and all that, and... uh yeah, they just organised a little scratch battle event that ended up being continued yearly and over Easter weekend and it then grew into this massive thing, people coming from South America and all over Europe and just, yeah, some of the best scratch DJs in the world, really. Um, but again, it's not just focused on that. There's They always have producers and rappers and it's just a packed weekend inside in the beer house in Galway and now that uh, Good Friday is lifted it's three days rather than two days so it's it's Great Friday chaotic more so than Good Friday is the word <laughs> but um, like it's mad to think that this entire genre and like such like Scratchology being as important as it is to the development of yes, hip hop yes. that technique like, that almost one of the very very last outposts of it as a musical tradition is all the way out at the very, very west of Ireland. It's very strange. All the way at the very peripheries of Europe, away from maybe, say, where France was a hotbed of hip-hop throughout the 80s, 90s, 2000s, up to now. Um, and even just the development of it elsewhere. I mean, it's, it's mental to think that like this rocky outcrop uh, is where some of the best stuff, but also like a lot of the more kind of community engagement and involvement. I mean, look at how it's evolved 
or kind of spun off into things like Make a Move in, yeah. in, 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 in Limerick as well. It's crazy to think about. What are your thoughts heading into quarter specifically? Because I know now it's been a thing for the last five years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm delighted to be playing it. Um, it was a strange one because this year or whatever last year I was like, yeah, I'm going to send the lads a mail now see if they'd have any interest in uh, getting me to play. Would it be something appropriate? And uh, before I emailed them, they got on to me. I had I was deep into this visualization thing last year, and it actually worked. I'm telling you, that's oh, why that I'm, like I'm half worried. Them, nah, not even that. Just like, here's what I want to do. Put the work in. Happens. <laughs> just going to be good crack. I'm happy to be playing on the same bill as Eve Clegg, my old housemate. Sam Clegg is also playing, my other old housemate. Somewhere, not that bill. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's just a good bit of buzz around, so it'll be it'll be a nice weekend. Hopefully, I can catch as many gigs as I'm able to. When we come back, we'll have a quick run through of some of the highlights of Quarter Block Party and a couple of personal recommendations from the artists involved themselves. But first, we're going to go back to some more tunes. Spec, we got a beat of yours. Uh, we have Google taken from Effigies, released last year. Just a one year anniversary of Effigies recently. So yeah, like three, yeah, about three, three or four days ago, or yep. five days ago. Actually, the video, I'm really happy with the video for this, which came out a lot later. I was kind of half thinking, oh, is this song a bit too... Is it representative of what I do? But I think, like, content-wise and the atmosphere of it, it very much is, even though it's kind of, like, half-spoken, very slow. Um, Well, that's representative of your veer into the spoken word scene as well in the last 18 or so months. I guess so. I never... That's definitely not intentional, but... Wait till you hear one of these manky tunes that might be on character development too. It's going further down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Influence will find us anywhere. We also have Shukra uh, with most recent single Flex. Yes, we have to shout out Inez in the video from Cutting Heads. Great dancer, great DJ. Um, and Shukra then, yeah, I'd know. Good few of the lads. Uh, very nice people. Obviously, disgustingly good band. Always a good show. I love when they you can you can match the funkiness, the danciness of something, but then you can just stand there and go, oh, looking at the playing of the instruments. Also, you know, it's that double double edged sword. Is that the expression? I think it's a double edged sword. I almost say a triple edged sword at this stage because, like, aside from the kind of proggier aspect of yeah. what they have going on, aside from the undeniable kind of presence they have as 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 musicians. You kind of listen to a lot of the stuff and it's as much music for the walk home as it is for the dance floor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and their topics of their songs and stuff are very, you know, relatable or to people. And We're straight into it so this is Speculative Fiction with Google here on Red on Red. Semtex seizures Best wake up and smell the diesel Life is stressed but the dead rest easy Unless you got an on off switch like electric heaters Systematic messages of doom and despair Suicidal shit like spoon in a bear Sticks in the head like glue in your hair Fuck learning that's why Google is there But this mentality is flimsy and callous and Trying to keep up with it's like sprinting in sandals I place my focus on linguistics and samples And get respected for my effortless chatter A scene saturated with raps about other rappers Like the shit even matters 
specs on a good thing It's feckin' timeless like the tetrapod footprints on Valencia Island Sorry lads, no point trying with Flex here on Red on Red still joined in studio by some of the artists involved with Quarter Block Party part one of our two part Quarter Block Party special next week we'll be talking to some of the organisers behind the weekend event happening February 8th to 10th at some of the venues in not only the city's historic spine as has been the case in the past couple of years but also in the city centre including Dali Collins uh, the Roundy on Spapping Faunach and so on for more information check out quarterblockparty.com for full details and timetable on the upcoming festival you can also grab tickets for certain shows there 
Certain shows and public art engagements are completely free to attend, usually during the day, but the headline shows and music billing are behind a ticket wall. For €25, you can get access to a headline show and two normal shows, or for 50 quid, you can get the Super Deluxe package and get your way towards two headline events over the course of the weekend, as well as four complimentary shows. Still joined in studio by Laura Duff, Gaptooth and Speculative Fiction. So Laura, you're playing the roundy on Saturday night with a whole bunch of different artists. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring us through the lineup that you have. Yep, so um, Sam Clegg, Maja Sophia, ourselves and Trickmist are on the lineup for that night in the roundy. Gaptooth, you're going to be at Dali on the Saturday night. Just to just yeah. to restate the point, you're there with Le Boom and Door Times are half eight, yeah? Uh, door Times are actually eight o'clock. I'll be on a half eight. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, just to clarify that. And Speck, you're part of another massive lineup at the Roundy on the Friday night, I believe. Yes, indeed. Uh, Eve Clegg, Laurie Shaw and Rising Damp and myself. The doors there are also 8 o'clock. And I believe I'm on last. So that should be around 11. Kicking off about 11 o'clock. Uh, all of these gigs are part of Quarter Block Parties. Uh, obviously, Quarter Block Party has a tremendous programme of music, of public art, of dance, of engagement with the arts in general up and down North Main Street in the city's historic water. Uh, we'll take it from speculative fiction. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, so, kneecap, obviously. Hey. That's the Barry Wilson gig as well, so that should be a cool one. Landless are class. Junior Brother is outrageously class. Postpone Podge is playing, right? Yeah, he is. Gaptooth, what are you looking forward to yourself? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Spec set, to be honest, because I remember I played a gig with Garden Collective a couple of months ago and I actually got a chance to see Spec live. And I think it was, I had seen him before, but this was a, you know, I was taught that the, 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 the show was really something I was into. So I'd like to see that again, you know, in a, in a maybe a bigger setting or more people involved, more crowd interaction and stuff. So, yeah. Spec's always kind of done the best in small venue situations anyway. And yeah, it is going to be packed for the occasion. Laura, how about yourself? Mm-hmm. Landless are unbelievable. I saw them, when did I see them? In UCC last year as part of the FUM concert series and they're unreal. They're like a four-part harmony female group. Mm. Um, and I haven't actually got to catch Yankee yet, but I just love their stuff, so I'm hoping to catch them as well. I'm looking forward to seeing them as well myself. I haven't mm. had a chance to do so yet. It'll be great to see how those songs translate to the live arena. That's all from this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from redfm.ie. Thank you very much to Laura Duff, Gaptooth and Speculative Fiction for joining us on our one-year anniversary episode. Uh, yeah. Spec, you were here at the launch as well of the podcast only last year, uh, doing a live session with Stevie G at Studio 4. Thanks a million for all the support that you've shown the podcast and all of the shout-outs you've given the podcast over the last year or so as well. You're very welcome. Thanks Thank a you for having me on. Uh, and thank you very much for listening and if you like what you're hearing please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes Google Podcast and make sure to follow us on Spotify now we're all getting very laddie da within the last year or so we're now available on the world's largest music streaming platform please share this on your social media and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig and if you'd like more Irish tunes please be sure to listen in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106. Laura you're leaving us with your new single The Other Side. Yes. Maybe take us through how it was put together. Yeah so it's the second single off our up- upcoming EP which will be out late February um, and it's one of my favourite songs on the EP definitely. Um, most like an organic process I think in terms of actually bringing it to life in studio it was very much an acoustic song and keys so um, yeah I'm really happy with how it turns out I hope you like it get an earful of it now this is Laura Duff with The Other Side this has been Red on Red and we'll talk to you next week
regrets of being without you But in her heart it's even harder to picture She'll ride a bike, ride a few lines Pass away the time till she's on the other side In her head between the forces of nature But no heat can make her any warmer Fast feet on busy streets Yet it's so incomplete Cause she is fragile and Patrick O'Brien and Tony Manahan from Proto Baby. Um, who else? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speculative uh, fiction joining us in the back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, fun memories of um, music generation. So, I do. It was great to be a part of it. <laughs>